Alright, alright, okay, okay. What's up, everybody? Zoldy Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are doing good so far. It is uh, snowing over here in the Bronx right now. We got some snow last night. We're getting more here today. Oh my god. A lot of snow, a lot of snow when it's cold. So obviously, I'm inside right now. We're gonna talk some wrestling. I hope you guys enjoyed the Royal Rumble last night. I sure did. I definitely did. I thought it was a really good show. 2021 is also a good start with pay-per-views in the WWE or just wrestling in general. I really enjoyed it. Let's jump right into it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. So obviously I don't watch the pre-show. So on the pre-show was the women's tag team championship match between Charlotte Flair and the Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler in a rematch. So I'm like, okay... I didn't watch it, so I did see. Uh, I did see on Facebook. I saw Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler won the WWE Women Tag Team Championships again. <sighs> really? What was the point of giving Charlotte and Asuka the titles for? For what? Just hold on to it for a month? That's what it was—a month title reign. It better be something like you know. It better be like the bigger picture right here. Like hopefully, like the Riot Squad, you know, win it in the future. Maybe. Alexa, Nikki Cross become a team again. And they win it, but I'd rather you know live in Ruby. But whatever, who cares? But now we get to the main show right here, the Royal Rumble, the first match of the night for the WWE Championship: William Olberg versus the WWE Champion, the Scottish Warrior, Drew McIntyre. So Goldberg made his entrance. You know who cares? Nobody really cares. And, you know, they showed a video package, you know, leading up to this match and with Drew recovering from COVID. And thank God that he's doing great. So then we get to the match right here. And, like, before and before the match even begins, before it even begins, McIntyre hits Old, Oldberg. It's it with a Glasnow kiss and knocks him out of the ring. And they start to go out outside the ring. And then Goldberg spears him through the fucking barricade. And I'm like, oh, come on. Seriously? And then McIntyre gets in the ring. And the match finally begins. And this match was like, what, like two minutes or whatever? And believe me, I was nervous. You know, when Drew hit Goldberg with the Claymore right away, I was like, yeah, yeah, right away. Come on, come on. Let's end it right now. But then Goldberg kicks out. And then Goldberg hits him with back-to-back spears and I'm starting to get nervous like oh my god they're actually gonna do it they're actually gonna give him the WWE title they're actually gonna do it they're actually gonna do it like no 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 and then Goldberg hits a botched jackhammer on McIntyre he didn't hit it correctly I'm thank god he didn't drop McIntyre on his head I mean come on Jesus Christ then McIntyre kicked out I was like oh thank god I was like, oh my goodness. I was getting so, I was so nervous right there. I, th- I feel like my heart skipped a beat before McIntyre kicked out because I was nervous. I was like, oh, hell to the no. So McIntyre kicked out. I was like, thank you, Lord. And then Goldberg was setting up again. And then McIntyre kicked his head off with a huge Claymore. One, two, three. Drew McIntyre retains the WWE title. And I was like, holla freaking Luyah. Thank God. Thank you, God. Drew McIntyre is still the WWE champion. They actually didn't give the title to Goldberg. Thank you. 
I was like so worried right there. I was legit worried. I was worried for these last few weeks, like they're actually going to give Goldberg the WWE title. Like they're actually going to do it. I was like, no, no, no. But this match obviously sucked. And people were like saying, so one person on Facebook, oh, well, people should know Goldberg can't go 20, 25 minutes. Well, then he shouldn't be in the ring. This shouldn't be happening then. This match should not be happening. Like, Jesus. I don't want to hear about his matches being short. I don't want... He shouldn't be in the ring. I don't want to see a two-minute match for the freaking WWE title. I don't want to see that. But thank God McIntyre retained, you know, and him and Goldberg shook hands and they hugged after the match. That was nice. But Goldberg looked like like he was hurt, like legit. Like, seriously, I don't know if he was selling an injury right there, but he just didn't look good in this match. He really didn't. I I mean, come on. If we're going to be completely honest, he looked terrible. I'm just saying. I don't want to hear he can't go long. Then he shouldn't be in the ring. He should not be in the ring. It should be McIntyre versus Sheamus. That would have been a way better match. But maybe they're saving it for WrestleMania. I don't know. Hopefully Keith Lee gets involved. Well, maybe like my friend James made a... Like he set it up like right here. He said like, how about a triple threat match for the WWE title WrestleMania? McIntyre, Lee, and Sheamus. That'd be fine. And obviously I would have Keith Lee win if I'm booking it. Because, I mean, come on. It's got to happen. But I was really happy that McIntyre retained. I was like, thank you, Lord. Jesus, man. Terrible match. Terrible match. But now we'll see where McIntyre goes from here. Now we've got the Elimination Chamber coming up in a couple weeks. In three weeks, we've got the Elimination Chamber. It's coming up right away. So I'm sure they're going to be starting tonight on Raw, like with, you know, Elimination Chamber qualifying matches. Like, they're going to be like, like a head start. Like, that's what it's going to be. All right, so now we get to our next match right here for the SmackDown Women's Championship. My girl, Sasha Banks, the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion versus Carmella. And let me say this, though. This match delivered. It was a great match. It wasn't better than, it wasn't better than their match at TLC, but it was a good match. I will admit that. It was a good match. You know, Carmella really has grown on me recently. Like, I didn't know what to think of her character. I'm like... All right, but you know what? It it has worked out for her so far, which is good. She has improved a lot in the ring. Over the years, she has improved in the ring. It always seemed like, okay, what's her gimmick? Like, you know, the whole Staten Island queen, everything. That worked for a while. She was a SmackDown Women's Champion for a while. She was the first ever woman to win the uh, Women's Money in the Bank, even though Ellsworth helped her, you know, twice. But it is what it is. Um... But yeah, over the years, she really has improved in the ring. I never really cared for her inside the ring. I always thought she was kind of eh. Just never really cared for her that much. But like I said, over the years, she has really improved, you know. Her mic skills have always been great. She's always been great as a heel, as a babyface. Other than when she was with Enzo and Cass, that's different. But when she was like on her own as a babyface, like nah. Never liked her. I like her better as a heel. And I do love her new gimmick. I seriously do. I actually really do. You know, and her and Sasha put on a really good match. There was a nasty bump because after Reginald got uh, kicked out from ringside, this was a nasty bump, like the suicide dive that Carmella did on Sasha. Like that was a nasty bump. Like I popped for it right away when I saw it, but then I saw like replays of it on social media, and I was like, that was a nasty bump. That was that looked that was dangerous. That really was. That was seriously dangerous. I was like, Jesus. That was a bad bump. And for a second, I thought Carmella was going to win when she had Sasha in the code of silence, which is a really cool submission uh, 
finisher, to be honest. I actually really like it. For a second, I thought maybe they're going to put the belt on Carmella. And for a second, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't mind because, you know what? She has a new gimmick and everything. She's had it for a while, obviously. So I really wouldn't mind. It helps out her character, but... Obviously, she didn't win right there because Sasha put her in the bank statement and Carmella tapped and my girl Sasha Banks retains the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm like, let's fucking go. Thank you, God. Like I said, I wouldn't mind Carmella won, but I wanted my girl Sasha to win, obviously. And she's having... And I gotta say, even though I don't do this a lot, I gotta thank WWE for, you know, having Sasha Banks have a proper run as a women's champion. Because when she was the Royal Women's Champion, she's a six-time Women's Champion. She won the Royal Women's title five times. And the SmackDown Women's title, this is her first run, obviously. And she did win the NXT Women's Championship back in, what was it, like 2015, I believe? 2014, 2015. And she had a great run down there when she was a vicious heel. Like, she was amazing. But, I gotta say, on the main roster, though, this is her best run. Because the other five title reigns, I think she's, I think her one reign here as SmackDown Women's Champion has beaten out, beaten out, all those title reigns combined it, which is sad. It really is, but I'm happy that she retained. Let's see what's next for her now, because it's obviously not going to be Carmella, so now you look forward to the Elimination Chamber now. Because who else on SmackDown? Because now you got a couple more pay-per-views now until WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a two-night show, obviously. So you have to think, okay, you got the Elimination Chamber on the 21st of this month, you got Fastlane on... I think, I think Fastlane might be on the 20th, or... Of, of March, I believe. Or might be the 21st as well, I think. Let me just take a look. Let me take a quick look real quick about Fastlane 2021. So Fastlane's also on the 21st. That's on, you know, March. That's in March. Um, so you have to think, like, okay, like, what's next now? What's next for Sasha? You're not going to do her on Carmella again, obviously. Like, But who else is on SmackDown again for Wrestle? Maybe somebody from the Riot Squad? Just not Tamina, for God's sakes, or not Natalia, because I will be like, I, I, I wouldn't even feel like, what, I, I wouldn't even want to watch those matches. I really wouldn't. I'm going to be completely honest. I really wouldn't want to watch those matches. All right, but now we get to the, we get to, if I say SmackDown, we get to the Women's Royal Rumble match. And let me just say this right now, I want to just throw it out here right now. The Women's Royal Rumble match was a hundred a hundred times better than the Men's Royal Rumble. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm sure some of you may agree, some of you may disagree. But I feel like if you disagree, I mean, come on. Look at the Women's Royal Rumble. We saw some surprise returns. It was fucking amazing. It was fun. The Men's Royal Rumble was just, eh, it was boring. But, you know, we did see some returns obviously there. We'll get to that in a little while. But the Women's Royal Rumble delivered. It absolutely delivered. So we saw Bailey and Naomi start off. So Naomi returned. So that was really cool. I'm like, all right, we haven't seen her on TV in a while. Since like the summertime, I believe. I think, I don't know if she got hurt. I think she got hurt. But now she's back and everything. And like I had mentioned before, I love Naomi. She's an amazing wrestler. But even me and my friends like, agreed last night. Like her gimmick, the whole feel the glow gimmick. I mean, she's been doing it since what, like 2016 now. I would have her, I would turn her heel. You know, I know she was heel back in, like, 2015, I believe. I believe it was 2015. But seriously, I would have her be a heel. And you know what? Put her in the Hurt Business. Wouldn't that be something to get a woman figure in the Hurt Business? I feel like if you turn Naomi heel, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I think it would be awesome to see. 
because you know like I'm not hate I'm not I'm not trying to hate on her gimmick you know it's cool and whatever but she's been doing it for five years like have her do something else have her have her have her do something new like just have her be a vicious heel and everything not like 2015 2015 was just eh, cringe like let her go off on everybody that would be awesome to watch I would pop for that easily easily. That's just what I would do right there. I think it'd be really cool that she could win the Raw Women's title. Wouldn't that be really cool, though? That would be awesome. And she could have a proper run. There's a SmackDown Women's title run. Eh. Well, she had to give it up the first time because she got hurt. But then when she won it back, eh, her run was just kind of cringe, to be honest. You know, and she lost to Natalia, you know, which was, you know, kind of stupid. They said, like, Naomi lost because when JBL was on comp, when she was on commentary with JBL and the rest of the guys there, you know, the weekend of SummerSlam, like, JBL, like, said, like, oh, what entrance are you gonna do for SummerSlam? You have a special entrance. And I, I forget what Naomi said, but that, that's why they're saying, like, she lost because of that. I'm like, that's the big rumor. I don't know if it's true. I hope that's not, but, I mean, her running SmackDown as champion was, eh, it was whatever. It wasn't that great. It was nothing special, to be honest, but still. But still. I feel like you should turn her heel, have her join the Hurt Business, and she can win the Roman's title. Her versus Asuka would be amazing for WrestleMania. You know, we know we know Naomi's had a WrestleMania moment, but that was like in a multi-woman match. You know, one-on-one right here, this is better. You know, we don't know what the Roman's championship plans are. We kind of know what the SmackDown Women's championship plans are, and we'll get to that at the end. But the Roman's championship plans, like, who's it going to be? Who's Asuka going to face? I'm just saying, her versus Naomi one-on-one at WrestleMania, you have these two women go 15, 20 minutes in the ring, they could put on a really good match. They could put on Women Match of the Year. They seriously could. You know, Asuka and Alexa, even though I love Alexa's gimmick and everything, eh, I feel like, I think Asuka and Naomi would be a banger. Easily. That's just what I would do. Like I said, and a lot of people feel the same way as well, like, you know, with her gimmick, like, okay, she's had it for five years, you know, she's had it for like half a decade. Like, okay, let's change her up now. That's what I want to see. Like, I want to, I want to see her be a heel and just go off on everybody. That's what I want to see. It would be awesome. It, it would be awesome to see. But I don't know if they're going to go that route. I would. I would because Naomi is money. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. The best women wrestlers in the world. I would put her top ten. I, maybe, I might even put her top five. Because she's so damn talented. But I want to see a change in her gimmick. That's what I want to see. I love her wrestling style. Her gimmick... Uh, I say just change it up. But it is great to see her back, by the way. That was nice. I was like, alright. We haven't seen her in a while, like I said. And her and Bailey started off. So that was really cool. So then we saw Bianca Belair enter at number three. I was like, okay, so I have her enter really early. And Naomi, I gotta say, she lasted one of the, she was like the second longest in the Rumble match, women's Rumble match, so that was nice. And number four, we saw Billy Kay, and she did this with a few other entrants, like right after her. Like she went on commentary, and then when the other entrants would come down, she would like try to give them give them like her resume and everything. I was like Really? Uh, okay. But then number five, we saw Shotzi Blackheart from NXT, and she came out in the tank. That was really badass. I've seen some of her work down NXT. 
she's really talented. Like, you know, actually, there were rumors like there weren't going to be any NXT wrestlers showing up at, at the Rumble. So it was actually really cool to see that. So it was great to see Shotzi Blackheart enter in the tank. I think she's going to be a huge star in the WWE. She really is. She's got, she's got it. She seriously does. So that was nice. And she shot, she shot, she shot something at Billy Kay. I don't know what it was, but it was pretty funny. Uh, number six, we saw Shayna Baszler now one half of the women's tag team champions again from Monday Night Raw. So she came out and she dominated. She was in the Rumble match for 41 minutes. So she dominated. She did really good. And you can even see when she entered and Billy Kay was trying to talk to her, you can kind of see like Shayna was just getting annoyed. It's like, she should be this monster heel like she was in NXT, not this stupid thing with Nia. It's, it's like, come on. But then number seven, we saw Tony Storm from NXT as well. She came out, and it was my first time really seeing her wrestle, and she put on a really good performance. You know, I haven't really seen much of her work, but she did a really good performance in the Rumble match. At uh, number eight, we saw Jillian Hall. I think you guys remember who that is, you know, the woman that used to do the singing all the time. Her singing was terrible. She actually was part of JBL's cabinet back in like 05, 05, 06, whatever it was. So she came out and she was trying to sing with Billy Kay and everything. And they finally both got in the way. I thought Jillian was going to eliminate her right away, but she didn't. They actually were helping each other. So it was great to see Jillian Hall in the ring. We haven't seen her in a long time, to be honest. But she was never that great of a wrestler to be honest you know her gimmick was funny and everything you know it was but it was good it was good to see her return and then number nine we saw one half of the riot squad ruby riot come in and i'm like all right you know i really feel like 2021's got to be the year of the riot squad either for live or ruby i feel like it's going to be the year of them as a tag team to be honest they got to win the women's tag team titles they have to you know and i want to see these two women you know, in singles action as well, you know, eventually for the Raw Women's title or the SmackDown Women's title. Because these two, like I've mentioned plenty of times, they are the future. They seriously are. And then at uh, number 10, we saw the returning Victoria. And we haven't seen her in a long time at all. I think the last time we saw her in a WWE ring was it 2009. It's been a very long time since we've seen her. So that was really cool, and I liked her uh, ring attire too, by the way. And she put on a great performance, even though she wasn't in there that long. That was really cool. Victoria, she was underrated as fuck as a women's wrestler in the past. She was great. So it was great to see her return as well. I was like, wow. Okay. That was really cool. And then number 11, we saw Peyton Royce. And I, I popped for Peyton Royce, obviously, because, you know, we got to see a little bit of her and Billy Kay, you know, do... The Iconics thing, you know, I was getting a little teary-eyed, thinking like, oh my god, like I miss these two as a tag team. I seriously do. And number 12, from NXT, we saw Santana Garrett. I actually never heard of her until, I know I'm going to sound like a casual and everything, I never heard of her at all, actually. So I saw, I mean, even me and my friend James, me and my friend James and Joey were watching pay-per-view together on the phone together, and when, <laughs> he thought it said Santina, like, San, uh, like Santina Morella, like when Santina Morella did... The gimmick right there of his sister Santina. I was like, oh my god. I thought that too for a second. I was like, oh no, fuck that. So Santana Garrett from NXT, like I said, I never heard of her. You know, even though she was in the Rumble match for like four minutes, I kind of like what I saw from her. She did pretty good for the short time she was in. She got eliminated like really quick, but I'm like, all right. Like, I never heard of her at all, but that was nice they put her in. And lucky number 13, we saw Liv Morgan come in, the other half of the Riot Squad. 
And number 14, uh, here's a woman right here that put in a really good performance from NXT, Rhea Ripley. And we know that WWE is very high on Rhea Ripley. They had her and Charlotte wrestle at WrestleMania last year, even though I was pissed that, you know, Charlotte won the NXT Women's title. And now they put her in the Rumble match, and she put on a great performance. So it's nice to see her. And hopefully they put her on the main roster. Because she is going to be a big star. She's going to be huge. And then number 15, we saw the Queen Charlotte Flair. And she put on a great performance as well. She was one of the last ones in there. Number 16, we saw Dana Brooke. I mean, who really cares? She was there for three minutes. Nobody really cares at all. Number 17, we saw a Hall of Famer, Tori Wilson. So even though she was only in there for four minutes, it was nice to see Tori Wilson back in the ring. Another underrated wrestler, women's wrestler in the past. And she's a Hall of Famer as well. So that was really cool. She looks great. Number 18, I thought it was Ric Flair's music that hit and everything. He came out, but then it was Lacey Evans in the flare robe, and I was like, okay, they're still doing the storyline. Like, I thought they would have killed off the storyline already, but no, they're still continuing it. Uh, but so she came out, she had a pretty good performance as well. And then number 19, we saw Mickey James finally returning to the ring. We haven't seen her. And while she's still under contract, she's not a free agent, she's still under contract for Monday Night Raw. We haven't seen her in a while. We know that she has been dealing with injuries that she suffered before, but you know, to be honest though, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but Mickey James' run since she's returned since 2017, it's been, eh, it's been eh, to be honest, it's been like meh, you know, to be honest, like I want to see... Mickey James like have a Raw Women's title run or a SmackDown Women's title run, but they haven't done that with her, which sucks. But it was nice to see her, you know, in the Rumble. Uh, number twenty, we saw Nikki Cross, and um, again, I don't want to get into a whole thing about her because you know I'll, I'll go on a whole rant saying like you know how come she's been buried so much when she's a talented women's wrestler and everything. She was in there, you know, her theme song is pretty stupid. Doesn't really fit her gimmick and everything. It really doesn't. Number 21, we saw the returning Alicia Fox. You know, so we did see her at Legends Night, and we saw her in the Rumble match, you know, and she was only in there for like two minutes. And we saw her win the 24-7 title because our true tried to get in the ring. And Alicia Fox pinned him, and then she got pinned by our truth when she got eliminated, and then... Uh, who really cares? But then number 22, we saw Mandy Rose come out. And I thought she had a decent performance in the match. I, I thought that she did. You know, like I said, Mandy has really improved a lot wrestling-wise. You know, her mic skills have been great. But in the ring, she's really improved. So she put on a good performance. Uh, number 23, we saw from NXT, Dakota Kai. She was only in there for two minutes. It was nice to see her in the match. I'm like, all right, you know, great to see her in there as well. At 24, we saw Carmella. So we saw Carmella enter the Rumble match, and I was like, okay, so she just lost to Sasha. Now she's going to be in the Women's Rumble match. She was over there for 40 seconds because then number 25, Tamina, came in, and we know Carmella was trying to get in the ring, and, like, Reginald caught her. And then when Tamina came out, she super kicked Reginald, and Carmella dropped, and so she was eliminated. So then Tamina enters, and nobody really cares. 
And at number 26, we saw the returning Lana. I was like, you got to be kidding me. She came out. She looked like she didn't want to even be there to begin with. I'm like, uh, I was like saying to myself, I swear if they actually make her win the Rumble match. I swear. I will be so pissed. I will turn this off right now. I'm not even joking. I don't care. When she comes in. She really didn't do all that much until the end. Obviously, we know what she does. At number 27, here's where I really got pissed. Because we saw Alexa Bliss come out. I wasn't pissed that she was there. She was only in the match for a minute. Because she was, like, on the ropes. And, like, the lights were about to come up. Were about to, like, go out and everything. They were about to go out. And then Rhea Ripley throws her out. So she was only in the match for a minute, Alexa. I'm like, what the hell was that? I thought she was going to morph into, like, a different character. But no. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Seriously? That was so stupid. I was so pissed. But at number 28, we saw from NXT, Ember Moon come out. And Ember Moon's been doing great in NXT ever since she went back to NXT. I mean, I've always loved Ember Moon. When I saw her debut in 2016 at TakeOver Brooklyn, when I saw her do that, you know, her finishing move, the Eclipse, I, like, was like, what the hell was that? Like, that was awesome. Like, oh, my God. But she was only in the match for about two minutes because then here came number 29, Nia Jax, who I was really, I was really saying like, I hope she doesn't kill anybody in this match. She eliminated Ember Moon really quick, and number thirty, number thirty, come on, Natalia. It's Natalia, number thirty, but Nia Jax got eliminated by Lana, and I was like. I mean, I was happy she got eliminated, but Jesus Christ, that was so stupid. It really was. But number 30 was Natalia, and she got attacked by Baszler, who got eliminated next, and she got and then she got attacked by, by Nia Jax as well. And I thought, okay, maybe Natalia's not going to enter the Rumble match. Maybe somebody's going to take her spot, like Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. No, Natalia gets in the ring. She gets in the ring anyway, and I'm like... Okay, but thank God Bianca eliminated her, and I was like, okay, good. I eventually saw Lana go away. I was like, I was really pissed we didn't see Ronda or Becky return, but it is what it is. But we get down to our final three right there with Bianca, Ripley, and Charlotte. And I gotta say, though, like I wanna say from earlier, though, Bianca and Naomi put on a really good performance together. That was really cool. Uh, but then Charlotte gets eliminated, and I was like, the final two is Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And I was like, oh my god. I was so happy that Charlotte got eliminated, because I was like, if she was going to win, I would have been pissed. So thank god for that. And Bianca and Ripley put on a good performance to the end right there. But in the end, the EST Bianca Belair eliminated Rhea Ripley, and she's going to WrestleMania. And I was so happy for her. Even though I picked Alexa to win, because I was like, I went with my, like, my, um, like, I changed my pick. I thought it was going to be Bianca at first, but then I picked Alexa because I thought, you know, what they're doing with her. But no, so I was wrong. Just stick with my gut at first. I was three and three with my predictions, though. So I finished under, I finished on 500. I should have finished over it, but it is what it is. Because with the men's Royal Rumble match, I should have stuck with my gut instead of picking somebody else. But still, I was happy. I was happy for Bianca. She deserved it. She cut an amazing promo. You know, Brian Alvarez said on Twitter that was the best babyface promo in WWE, like, in years. Because it felt like it wasn't scripted. It felt like a real promo was talking about her family. And you could tell. And that was real emotion right there. That was nice. 
And I'm happy for Bianca. She deserves it. So now, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. It's coming. And I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy they're giving her this chance. Because she deserves it. She absolutely deserves it. All right. Can't wait. I can't wait for that match. That's going to be awesome. That is going to be good. All right, now we get to our next match right here, the match of the night, the last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship. Our tribal chief, the Universal Champion, head of the table, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. And my God, was this an amazing match. This was amazing. It was a brutal, brutal match. This match absolutely delivered. It was awesome. I loved it. I seriously loved it. It was awesome to watch. You know, these two put on an amazing performance in this match. I can't say anything more about it. I loved it. I seriously loved it. A lot of props to these guys in this match. It was awesome. It was seriously awesome. You know, Reigns throwing Kevin Owens off the stage. I was like, oh my god. And then they went, like, backstage, and they were fighting, and Roman Reigns hit Kevin Owens with a golf cart. I was like, Jesus. And then seeing Kevin Owens go on the forklift and do a, and do a splash on Roman, I was like, my God. These two put it all on the line in this match. It was brutal. It was brutal. We didn't see Jey Uso interfere, because apparently... Well, Jey Uso was supposed to be in the Men's Royal Rumble, but he wasn't, so now... I'm kind of wondering if it's something to do with COVID that he wasn't there. Maybe something with his family. So I hope that, I, ho- I want to say that I hope Jey Uso's doing okay. I know the same thing for Keith Lee and me. I hope they're doing okay as well. Um, but yeah, Reigns and Owens put on an amazing performance. It was great. It was a great performance. These two delivered. Seriously, they did. And I love the spot in the match right there when Owens, like, handcuffed Reigns right there. And I thought that was going to be it. Our KO was going to win the Universal title right then and there. But I called it. I said to James and Joey, I said, he's going to knock down the referee, Roman Reigns. He's going to throw him. He's going to throw him. And that's exactly what he did. I was like, I called it. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. It was so predictable. I didn't like the ending, obviously, this match. But, like, the ending could have been a whole lot better. Because then Paul Heyman came in, and he... Because then he came in with the key, and he was trying to, like, get Roman out of the handcuffs, and he took his sweet-ass time trying to do it. I was like, Jesus Christ, can he hurry up a little bit? Like, like they could have easily just counted. They could have easily still counted Reigns down, but they didn't. Uh, that was just bad. They finally got him out, and then Reigns put Owens in the guillotine, and that was it. This was match of the night, because then, yeah, Owens out for the count. That was it. You know, these two have had an amazing feud of recently. You know, was it a BS ending? Yeah, the match was amazing. It was match of the night. It could have had a way better ending. It could have had a way better ending, but... Eh, it is what it is. They put on a really good performance. They really did. The ending could have been a whole lot better. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna take away what these two put, you know, what these two did in this match. The ending, it's whatever. It could have been better, but the match itself was ten out of ten. I, well, actually, the ending nine, like nine or eight and a half out of ten, because the ending was stupid. But still, these two put an amazing performance. Match of the night, it was great. So now, 
what's next for Roman Reigns? Because, again, the Elimination Chamber's coming up. I'd say I would have Reigns defend it in the Chamber, because you never know. They might just have Reigns do a one-on-one match. You know, McIntyre, who knows? You know, we'll see. We've got three weeks to build up the Elimination Chamber. It is, it is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the Elimination Chamber. It really is. I love the Elimination Chamber. I seriously do. So we'll see how they build it up now. But now we get to the Men's Royal Rumble match. So number one and number two in the match, Randy Orton and Edge. Started off, or Edge, and then Randy Orton, whatever. Like, it really matters. So they started off together, and they were fighting outside the ring. And Randy Orton's scars healed up pretty quick, I will say that. His face was all burnt. It's not too long ago on Monday Night Raw. Now all the burns are gone. So really good. Good job there. Jesus. But at number three, we saw Sami Zayn from SmackDown come out. And I was like, okay, wow, they're going to have Sami Zayn be with Randy Orton and Edge. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, like I said, I really wish Sami Zayn would change his gimmick, to be honest. All conspiracy theorists and everything. I'm just like, just change a gimmick, please. Please change his gimmick. I want to see Sami back as a babyface. I love him as a babyface. As a heel, he is just... Oh, my God, is he annoying. I know he's doing his job, but... Please, turn back into a baby face, please. And especially when crowds come back, they'll pop for him every time. <sighs> but at number four, we saw Mustafa Ali from Monday Night Raw. He was the only member of Retribution we saw in this match. So I was like, okay, thank God for that. I was actually really happy he was the only member of Retribution. We didn't see Donovan Dickhead or D.O. D.O. What the fuck his name is? D.O. Madden, whatever his name was. Or I still say is. Or Shane Thorne. At least we didn't see those guys now. And yeah, Donovan Dickhead actually unblocked me on Twitter because I saw somebody retweeted a tweet from him. No, it wasn't on my burner account. It was on my regular account. I'm like, oh, wow, he actually unblocked me. Like, really? Okay. That's weird. I don't know. If I say something to him again, he'll probably block me again. So I don't really care. Mustafa Ali, you know, like, like I said, I like his gimmick, obviously. Retribution's gimmick I don't like, but I respect Mustafa Ali as a wrestler and I fucking love his work. So I thought he did good in this match as well. Uh, number five, we saw Jeff Hardy come out. And let me just say this, though. Three minutes, Jeff Hardy was in this match. For three minutes, a future Hall of Famer was in this match for three minutes. Really? Come on. Seriously? Why is Jeff still there? Like, seriously, can Jeff just walk out already? Three minutes? Come on. What a waste. Because he got eliminated by number six, Dolph Ziggler, one half of the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I was like... But really, though, three minutes for a legend? Seriously? Come on. That's just... Come on. That's so stupid. So Ziggler was in there for a little while, and then we saw Shinsuke Nakamura enter number seven. I was like, okay. So we know Shinsuke's obviously a babyface now. He, you know, he's back to his old theme song, thank God, which is great. And then number eight, we did see a legend return. Carlito, who looks absolutely jacked right now. Like, Jesus Christ, do I have to start eating apples right now? Because Carlito looked jacked. He looked good. He's actually scheduled to be on Monday Night Raw tonight. I'm actually looking forward to see what they do with Carlito. I'm like, is he actually, like... We know he's under a contract, like a Legends contract, but is he actually going to be a full-timer again? Is he actually going to wrestle tonight? Like, wow, like, he looked good. He looked absolutely jacked. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I'm going to start eating some apples now. But that was really cool. At number nine, we saw one half of the New Day, Xavier Woods, come out. And he really wasn't in there that long. He was only in there for three minutes. It was like he was there for like a cup of coffee, basically. But 
I really wanted to see Xavier have a good performance because you know we've seen great performances from Kofi and Big E in Rumble matches, but I really want to see Xavier go off because he's the only member. He's the only member of the New Day that hasn't won a singles title. He's the only member that hasn't won a singles title yet in the New Day. When's when's it going to be Xavier's turn? We've seen Kofi win the WWE title, the United States title, the Intercontinental title, especially the tag team titles, of course, and Big E, the tag team titles, and the Intercontinental title. Where's Xavier's turn? Is he ever going to win a, a singles title? Hopefully it happens. It should. But well, then next to number 10, we saw the Intercontinental Champion, Big E, come out. And he put on a really good performance. He was there for half an hour in the match, so he put on a really good performance. At number 11, we saw John Morrison come out. And I was like, okay, see how he does in this match. And at number 12, we saw Ricochet. And I was like, okay, good. We haven't seen him on TV the last couple weeks. There's rumors of him leaving, which he absolutely should, to be honest. And let me say this, though. When I say a wrestler should leave, I'm not saying they should jump ship to AEW. I'm not saying that at all. Not every wrestler can fit in AEW. Some wrestlers can go to Japan or any other companies. They can try TNA or whatever. They can fit better there. I'm not saying every wrestler should go to AEW. I'm not saying that at all. Because AEW's got their own wrestlers to deal with. They can't just keep bringing in old... Not old, but like basically WWE guys. Ricochet's really not a WWE guy. He was great in Ring of Honor. So you can't just think like, oh, he's only known for WWE because he's not. That's really, you're selling a casual if you say that, because Ring of Honor is where he was at. He was the king of Ring of Honor. He, come on, like, Jesus. But number 13, we saw Elias, and he was in there for, like, two minutes. We didn't even see Jackson Riker come out with him. He came out by himself. But right after him, number 14 from NXT, we saw Damian Priest come out. And I've seen some of Damian Priest's work. I actually like this guy. I do. I think he's good. He looks a lot like Corbin. He's like a better version of Baron Corbin. He looks like him a little bit, like with the hair, like our Corbin used to have when he had hair. But I like Damian Priest. He's good. I like him. I like his work. I think he's got a lot of potential in the WWE at first. A lot of people didn't like him, but now people do, which is pretty good. They've given him a chance. And I like his performance in this match. But number 15... We saw The Miz come out, and this was so stupid because before, you know, Bad Bunny had a concert, Booker T just standing there and whatever. I wasn't paying attention because I didn't care, and then Miz and Morrison went to Bad Bunny's dressing room, and they tried to, I wasn't, like, listening to what they were saying. I don't know if he was, like, trying to get his help or something. I wasn't paying attention, and Booker T showed up, and then Miz, like, destroyed the set right there that Bad Bunny did. And then Bad Bunny came out, and then Miz and Morrison got eliminated, and Bad Bunny went up to the top rope. And a splash on them. And I was like, that was so stupid. Seriously? I didn't even enjoy it. I was like, really? That was just dumb. It really, it really was. It was like, really? Come on. But then at number 16, we saw Matt Riddle. And he was in the match for a long time. Over half an hour he was there. So Matt Riddle put on a really good performance in this match. Which was nice. He was in there for a long time. He was he was laughing at the Miz. He was walking in there. At number 17, we saw Daniel Bryan come out. And I was like, okay. Like, that was good. But then after Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan had a really good performance as well. After Daniel Bryan, the next, you know, four guys that came in didn't even last in the match that long. Or basically the next six guys didn't last that long. So at number 18, we saw the returning Kane. So we saw Demon Kane come in. I was like, okay, well, it wouldn't be a Royal Rumble without Kane. Because he does lead. He has the most eliminations. 
But I was really pissed, though, when he eliminated... Not eliminated Ziggler, but I was pissed when he eliminated Ricochet. I was like, are you kidding me? Kane eliminates Ricochet? I was like, come on. Seriously? Come on. You could have you could have done that any other better. Ricochet could have got eliminated by anybody else, but Kane... Or Kane could eliminate anybody else, but... Damian Priest right here, he eliminated Kane. That was huge for his career right there. He just eliminated a future Hall of Famer in Kane... And Kane's basically the king of the Royal Rumble when you think of it. Even though he's never won a Royal Rumble, he's like Mr. Royal Rumble when you think of it. So that was a huge elimination right there for Damian Priest. So that was good. And then number 19, we saw King Boring come out. Excuse me, King Corbin. Excuse me. He comes out. And whatever. He didn't last that long. And then we saw Otis enter at number 20. This goof was only in there for 53 seconds. That was actually a Corbin mark. For a second right there after Corbin eliminated. It was like, thank God. And then number 21, we saw Dominic Mysterio. And he was only in the match for two minutes. But he did eliminate He did eliminate King Corbin. And then Bobby Lashley comes in number 22. And he just whew, tossed Dominic out of there. United States champion Bobby Lashley just tossed Dominic out there like he was nothing. I really want to see. This is what should have happened, though. Because we did see Rey Mysterio enter a, couple, a few entrances later. They should have had Dominic, even uh, my friend Joy mentioned. Like, Dominic should have eliminated his father in this match to build more to a match for WrestleMania, but it doesn't seem like they're going to go that route. It seems like they're going to have Dominic and Ray team up at WrestleMania. I'm like, no, I want to see these two wrestle. This is what they should be doing. You don't know how much longer Ray can go in the ring. This is what they should do. You have a perfect opportunity to do it. I wouldn't mind seeing Ray turn heel and he turns on his son. We've never seen Ray as a heel in the WWE other than SmackDown vs. War 2011 if you choose to go on Jack, uh, Jack Swagger's side. It was Jake Hager now. If you decide to take his side other than Evan Bourne, who's Matt Seidel now, then Ray turns heel in the game. I just want to see Ray as a heel in real life. I mean, that would be really cool, to be honest, but we'll see. And the number 23, stay in the back because there's a hurricane coming through. Hurricane Helms comes out, and that, that was really cool to see him return. He was only in the match for about 30 seconds, so it really was a waste of time. He tried to do the same thing he did in 2001 with Stone Cold and Triple H. Like he was going to choke slam them both, but it was like, okay, he did something he did, he did 19 years ago. It was back in 2002. But then at number 24, we saw the returning Christian. So Christian is back. He's been cleared to wrestle. Christian hasn't wrestled the match since 2014. Just like last year when Edge returned, now Christian returns. So Christian's definitely got to have a match at WrestleMania. And at first I'm thinking, you know what? Book Christian versus Edge at WrestleMania. Do it. But that's not going to happen, obviously. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But I was so happy to see Christian in this match. I was so happy. I was like, thank you, God. Hopefully Christian is back now to wrestle. Maybe he's going to have one more run. <laughs> one <laughs> one more match. The one more match gimmick. Oh, my God. Hopefully, he does wrestle WrestleMania. I would love to see him at WrestleMania. I would absolutely love to see that. Wasn't this, like... One is, like... Ugh. Wasn't his last match against, like, Big E or something? Like, like a tag team match with Big E? Imagine that, though. Christian was, was a great Intercontinental Champion versus Big E at WrestleMania. I wouldn't say I would have Christian win. But just imagine that match, though. That would be a really good match. Christian and Big E... For the Intercontinental title, I would be so down to see that match. But thank God, this was nice. Christian is back. I was, I couldn't be any more happier. 
And then at number 25, we saw the phenomenal AJ Styles with Omos come out. And Omos was annoying in this match because at number 26, here comes Rey Mysterio. And Omos, elimin he actually like eliminated Mysterio. And he eliminated Big E as well. I was like, really? I was like, seriously? But at number 27, we saw Sheamus come out. And I was like, okay. And number 28, we saw Cesaro come out. And he was only in the match for like four minutes. I was like, really? Like, that's it? But then at number 29, we saw the returning Messiah, Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins is officially back. The rumors were true. He's back. The Messiah has returned. The Friday Night Messiah is here. He was only in there for like eight minutes, but he did great. But then number 30, I thought it was going to be a surprise. It really wasn't because here came Braun Strowman. And I was like, really? Strowman? Really? And Randy Orton was still in this match, I just remembered, because he actually got hurt during the match, and he went backstage. So he was gone for a while until the end, obviously. But Strowman's number 30, I was like... I forgot, like, Strowman was going to be in this match. I was so pissed. I was like, damn it. <sighs> but there go the CM Punk rumors. Oh, CM Punk's going to be in the Rumble match. No, didn't happen. Didn't happen at all, guys. Sorry. No scene either. And John Cena doesn't look like Cena's going to wrestle at WrestleMania because he's filming in Canada for Suicide Squad. And apparently, like, if he leaves Canada, it's, it's got to stop the uh, the filming for the movie. Because then he's got to quarantine for two weeks in the United States. And then he's got to go back and get, you know, negative tests in Canada. Because Canada's more, you know, really strict with that and everything. They really are. So... Yeah, it doesn't look like Cena. It doesn't look like we're gonna see Cena at WrestleMania this year. It'll be the first time we don't see Cena at WrestleMania since I gotta think now. He's been at every WrestleMania since like WrestleMania 19, I believe. Because he was there, 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 there. He was there. He was there. He was there. He was there. Yeah, since like since Cena debuted, he's been at every WrestleMania. Well, he debuted in, in June 2002, so he's been at every WrestleMania since WrestleMania 19. Damn. It is what it is, though. It is what it is. It sucks, but what are you going to do? Because if he was to leave Canada, they got to stop production. I'm like, ugh, damn it. It is what it is, though, but... Oh, man. We saw Seth Rollins was, like, creeping outside the ring and everything. He was creeping out there, and he eliminated Daniel Bryan. He, was pick he picked his spot. He curbs out Daniel Bryan. He threw him out, and I was like, wow, so Daniel Bryan's actually not going to win the Rumble match. Damn, but here was a smart elimination, though, for Strowman, because, like, he threw AJ onto Omos, and then when AJ got back in, he threw him in the other direction. He threw him the other way where Omos wasn't, wasn't there, so that was actually a smart elimination right there. I was kind of pissed that... AJ got eliminated by Strowman, but it is what it is. But then it came down to Edge and Seth Rollins right there. And Seth Rollins almost eliminated Edge. Edge got him out. But I'm like, where's Randy Orton? Here comes Orton. Boom! RKO to Edge. And I was like, don't tell me Orton's actually gonna win. They're actually gonna win for they're actually gonna have him win for a third time. But nope, Edge basically no sold it. And throws out Randy Orton and the rated R superstar Edge is going to WrestleMania. And I told these guys during the match, James and Joey, I said Edge is gonna win. Well, I actually said a couple nights before Edge is gonna win, but I changed my pick and everything. I really thought Daniel Bryan was gonna win. 
but I was right. I'm not gonna say I was right with my predictions, obviously, because I was wrong. But I told James and Joey, I said Edge is gonna win, and they got pissed at me. They're like, "Oh, why, why, why would you do that for, man? Oh my God, it's your fault, it's your fault." I'm like, "Yeah, well, listen, I called it." Oh, uh, but I was happy for Edge, so I seriously was. Like, I popped for it. I was so happy that Edge won. He deserved it, though, when you think about it. But you say, oh, but what do you mean he deserves it about the other guys? Well, look at Edge's comeback story, though. After it took him nine years to get back in the ring, and then getting hurt back at Backlash, and he'll come back to win the Rumble match. And like I said, he's never had a rematch for a championship. Because he lost the World Heavyweight Championship, but obviously that title doesn't exist anymore. So, he's owed a rematch. And I think we're going to get Edge versus Roman at WrestleMania. Because people say, oh, what about Edge and McIntyre? I don't know if those two would click in the ring. I mean, actually, no, I think, I think, let me take that back. I think they would click in the ring, but the promos wouldn't be as good. Like, Edge and Roman, those promos would be amazing, and the match would definitely click. I'm all for that right there. I know everyone wants to see Roman and The Rock, but they're not going to do it in Tampa. They're not going to do that. Especially The Rock, I'm sure, is busy as well, so they just can't do it. But I couldn't be any more happy. I was happy for. I was really happy for Edge. You know, we'll see if he makes his decision tonight. Maybe he'll go on Raw tonight and say, "I'm going to go to SmackDown." You know, maybe he'll maybe he'll do that then. But I'm really happy. They made the right picks for the Rumble matches with Bianca for the women and Edge for the men. They made the right picks, and I was really happy. I couldn't be any more happier. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I hope you guys enjoyed the Royal Rumble last night. I sure did. We're off to a great start. We got the, with wrestling now, you know, we got Raw tonight, Beach Break on Wednesday. We got SmackDown Friday. We got the Elimination Chamber coming up in a couple weeks. You know, we got the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. I'll definitely make my prediction for that sometime this week. Like I said, I'll definitely try to do it before the weekend. Definitely before the Super Bowl on that day. Well, we got a long week here, guys. More wrestling coming up. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon with my WWE Monday Night Raw review. I am actually hyped to watch Raw now. Can't wait. Talk to you guys then. And for the people here in New York, stay warm. Because with snow, definitely stay warm. But thank you guys for listening like always. Talk to you guys tomorrow.